And welcome back to Industry Secrets. There it is. There it is. The podcast where we just talk shop and talk a little shit. Talk shop, talk shit. That's what I'm talking mm. about. All, All right. right. So we don't got some, I mean, we still have some leftover beavers from last time. But we, this time we're drinking some little Mom Tucky cold snacks. Ooh. My middle name could be Mom Tucky. Yeah, it's just a good little trash beer that's not... I mean, it's great. For, it's, it's good beer for the value, right? Like, it shouldn't wow you, blow your socks off, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a discount Listen, beer. you don't get the Kennedy treatment at Chupacabra with a draft IPA. God, this is where I got them. <laughs> you know what I mean? you, you got to have something fast. Yeah. All right. We gotta, we, we're got So, we're gone for a month. Uh, at gone this point, you've heard us do two podcasts solo. A little, little two-parter. We, we've got a guest now. Yeah, our first guest back, and uh, <clears throat> I do want to uh, do want to clarify. This is our, a milestone for us. Um, this is episode one thousand. Uh, <laughs> yes, um, we re- recorded a lot of trash before we got to those first shitty three, and then now the rest. Yeah. No, um, we've now had more than two guests in a row that do not work for either of us. There it is. So there it is. And now, while I have quite a deep past with Joey, um, Joey is new to you. We just started talking guns immediately. Exactly. So this is going to be fun. And, and I feel like and, we're already boys. Yeah, exactly. And and with that said, our guest today is uh, Joey Quatman the fifth. No sixth. Oh shit! I, I got you. I got you beat by two numbers. Ah, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You got to flip it around. Yeah. That, my, my apologies, Joey. Would you like to introduce yourself? I am Joseph Henry Quatman the sixth. There uh, it is. I am the general manager for the White Rabbit in downtown Gilbert. So, yeah, he is. Yeah. I was just. Literally 15 minutes ago, talking about White Rabbit, and I still haven't been, but I've tried to go 20 plus times. That's okay. It's yeah. it's not that hard to get into. Well, no, it it's not. Even yeah. that. It's, uh, it's, it's it's about giving the illusion that it's, it's hard to get into, but really, it's, it's it's like, oh, how do you get the password? Just go online. Yeah, go online. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it was so. more of like the crew I'm with, and then the time of the night, we're like, oh, let's go over to White yeah. Rabbit after we just got done with Oso, then Champions. So now we're shit house. Then we go over to White oh, Rabbit. Oh, no, Champions is a wind right down. From oh, the yeah, White dude. Rabbit. Like, it's always like anytime somebody comes in with the champ stamp on their arm, we just know that they're going to be trouble and we're probably going to have to <laughs> fucking boot them at the end of the night. That's, we always, I mean, that's, that's, where we, that's where we all hang out. Champs is just like, it's a basically a staple, you know in downtown Gilbert and all the bartenders after we get off we go there so we always tell people you know come hang out with us have your first two cocktails and then go then yeah, go to chance yeah. and we'll all get fucking sloppy <laughs> so you know I got nothing against that that's uh that's exactly how me and Chuck did it the other night when we were in you know it was just a bunch of bartenders getting wild and stupid and then you know, it was getting a little deep into the night. We looked at each other and we're like, darts of champions? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Us. Something uh, about that place, yeah. Hell yeah. We've had a few cocktails. Let's, let's go drink some yellow bellies and throw some darts. Yeah. Yeah, so. real, 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 real relaxed stuff. But... Yeah, so and we'll get a little, we'll get to know you a little more, sure. and uh, we'll have some fun industry uh, stuff to discuss. Uh, For sure. Like, like I said at the top, you know, the point is, is uh, one of the interesting things about this podcast is the more, the longer we do it, the more it kind of evolves. And <clears throat> I was thinking about it. Well, I've been thinking about it. Basically, the entire month body was gone because I just yeah. wanted to kind of get back to it. But uh, one of the things I realized this morning when I was out riding my bike was that everyone in the industry, especially when we all go out together, the one thing that always happens is like, all right, no, no, no shop talk, no shop talk. We're just here to have fun. Oh, my God. And then what happens every time is it two beers in, everyone's talking shop, talking shit, which is what we do here. Yeah. And uh, that's why I love it so much is because it's, it's our nature. It's it's our default setting, and it's hard to compete with. It's our nature. It's our nature, but I think it's also the the aspect of the industry that we all live in. You know, we sure. we all are in this milieu that 
um, we are passionate about what we do. Right. And and that's the difference. I think that if I worked at a Buffalo Wild Wings, the last thing I'd be wanting to talk about is fucking work when I got off. Like so, <laughs> but th- we actually talk about work because we enjoy our work. So sure. it's almost like mixing business yeah. with pleasure a lot of times. That's a great so, outlook on it because yeah. like you got to think like when you're going sure. out with your buddies, say you're in the car industry, whatever. the Film whatever it is that you're in, and then yeah, the last you, you, you just the, you want to blow that out the back of your brain. Well, then you yeah. go out to the bars, and then you do this, and then when you meet up with your buddies, you you end up telling like a bar story that you had. You're like, oh, dude, I was at this bar, and I was doing this, and this thing happened. It was so crazy, and then they had this crazy special, so we were fucking doing shots. Well, that's where we are. So we're, we, like, we are that the, bar, is the story. bar story. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it's funny because you know, we the, are the party. Yeah, on the weekends, um, and I play in a I play in a beer league, uh, hockey, and. Uh, they never talk about their jobs, never. But they always, every single weekend, Joey, tell us what happened. Like, oh, like I, you know, caught some people having sex in my restroom. They broke my fucking sink, and like they, they're always like, what? like, yeah, yeah. Keep about the sink. Yeah, like two times. It's broke twice. I've had to actually had it replaced. Industrial sinks. And, and, yeah, and, no, we had to put legs, and now I'm just gonna put a sign on there that says like, yo. Our sinks did not support your girlfriend's weight. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, they're always asking like, "Hey, did it, like, you know what's happened this week?" And like, sometimes I'm like, I'm compelled to tell them like, just make something up because like, not every week is interesting. Like, I'll just make some a, shit up. So. You gotta get a sign on it that says "She thick and don't fit." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be perfect. So yeah, uh, no, but I I love. I don't mind talking about what I do for a living. I, I've worked for other jobs, and this is like the one job that I'm. You know, I actually am excited to tell people about my week. So, um, no, yeah. for sure. And uh, you know, like uh, like you both said, you know, we we do for a living are the party. And so, a lot of times when we're winding down, we're just telling a bunch of rad stories that you know, guys that sell cars and yeah. do whatever want to hear. And we're just, even though we're bitching sometimes, it's 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 all out of just passion. I mean, I've. I've worked jobs I didn't like in this industry, but the thing I think the the, the through line is, and we've worked a job that was interesting yeah. Yeah. culture. We but should probably talk about that. We, we will, <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get there. Um, but um, it was the people, yeah. you know, it was working with you that made, like, that's the culture, right? Is it's like when you go into work and it's like, you, you might, you know, well, I used to work at Chili's too, and like, I'd bitch about it, but like the five people that I worked with all the time and hung out with and we'd get off yeah. and, but I just, I always remember that we'd get off and like, all right, all right, we're not going to top shop. We're just going to have fun. And like, that's what we did just the other night. Yeah. 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 And, and again, <laughs> when you think about it, like when we do live in this like party provide culture, like since I was 19 years old, yeah. I've been, whether it's cooking or working behind a bar, serving tables, like I'm creating someone's experience yeah. and that You're part of their time off. And and not to not to get off too far before we even get into like how we kind of open this uh, podcast, but uh, before it gets off my mind, um, there's also just without it being like party all the time. There's this uniqueness of what we do. Like for instance, I was working at a place, and uh, I literally watched a guy get fired by his boss in my restaurant for drinking a beer on his lunch break, which he got caught doing, or like. I've talked to other people and I yeah. get to vicariously live through those servers or bartenders where like, you know, an engagement goes super wrong at a table. There are these like <laughs> life moments that are like, you know, lightning in a jar. And if you get to be the person that just like gets to observe it, like yeah. a fly on the wall, because humanity doesn't offer a lot of fly on the wall moments. Yeah. But when you're in service, a lot of people just kind of like bleed you into the background, especially when like emotions yeah. fly high. And, um, those are some incredible moments as well. And, uh, 
Hence this podcast is, I guess, so, the longer point here. I mean, I mean, yeah, that, that, right, isn't that there that old quote that you know everybody needs to go to college and then they need to become a bartender for a year and a taxi <laughs> driver for a year yep. and then they'll be truly edu- educated. I have a friend. He, um, you know, he's recently been going through some hardships and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he works from home. He's you know one of these you know people that have been reduced to you know being a, working remotely. And yeah. uh, I was having a conversation with him, and he he's like. Just out of curiosity, how many people do you talk to a day? <laughs> I'm like, dude, anywhere between maybe like 50 um, on a, on a good night. And he's like, I spoke to two people today. Oh, and that's and that's kind of the different. We're also just mm-hmm. social creatures, or you know, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. If I was kind of a outgoing person and I was gravitated to towards this profession, or because I was in this profession, I became that gregarious outgoing person. I don't know what came first. For me, I can definitely answer that it was the industry that brought this out of me. Yeah, me too. I, that's the For way sure. I feel what, about Whether it. it was in there or not, I couldn't tell you, but like, I remember near having a fucking panic attack mm-hmm. the first time I stepped foot behind a bar and asked a customer for the yep. fucking credit card. I was like literally panic inducing because I had been on a line most of my life and, you know, serving tables is a little different too. And it just, yeah, it, it, it forced this uncomfortableness that yeah. like, it was like, well, this is what you wanted. You wanted to be behind the bar. You spent the last five years getting here. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. Right. And so that kind of like forced me to become this almost for a while. Like I, I talk a lot about fake it till you make it. I, uh, I have a pretty large personality these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it would be weird for people who've only known me a short time to be like, wow, you know, like, uh, I used to be incredibly just, impossible to like walk into a room and just kind of like take charge of a situation but like now Mm -hmm. like i'll just walk into a 50 person event no notes and just riff and uh this industry 100 percent yanked it right out of me well it it gets you there but like i mean shit like anybody bartending that comes from a place has any regular clientele like and you just Mm -hmm. get into the bar no matter like how personal you're like i now have to go to a bunch of people who are comfortable with their regular bartenders Mm mm-hmm and be this new bartender, it's like going to a party with your friend where your friend knows everybody at the party and you know nobody. And it's like, the uh, fucking worst. I'm just going to sit right blending. next to my friend. Oh. And then when they talk to someone, you're like, ha ha, yeah, I agree with you. And, like, trying to figure this out. So, like, it is like, even even being like an outgoing person, it's fucking intimidating to walk behind that bar the first time. And then it's once you start getting to know people, you're like, mm-hmm. now I can have some conversations. Yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing worse than having to replace that bartender. I know, and, and a lot of times, like yeah. in the industry, it's like that. If, you, if you're a bar back or you're trying to get promoted, a lot sure. of times you're going to be, you know, crawling over somebody's oh, dead yeah. body to get that position. Oh, yeah. So oh. it's like, I, I was the guy that, I remember one of my first bartending opportunities was, um, there was this guy in the steakhouse, and he worked in the steakhouse for ten fucking years. So he had just everybody, every regular, everybody. So when I come in, I'm just this interloper, this person that like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, you know, who do you think you are? Who's this new guy? That's not that's not how they. Who's pour, the new guy? That's not how that's not how Jim used to pour it. And oh I'm like, well, my lord! And, and so it, oh. it it makes it your task almost completely impossible. And you know, for somebody who I was kind of an introvert to have that kind of experience mm-hmm. of where I'm, I'm basically being told. You know, you're, you you you, you don't belong here. I don't like how you so do it. So it doesn't doesn't help the scenario. So Dude, one of the worst things in the world is coming as a new bartender, even like a fairly established bartender. But you're you have certain work days, and then bar guests have like certain days yeah. that they visit. Oh, the bar oh like, like you'll you'll work like one Wednesday every six months. Yeah, yeah. Or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you work Monday through Thursday, and then you're you're picking up like a Friday shift or something wild, and then there's the Friday guest that's like. 
Oh, uh, and I, you know, you walk up to him because now you're an established bartender at that bar, and you're like, "Yo, what up, dude? Uh, what, what are you drinking?" He's like, oh, "I drink, um, I don't know, fucking whatever, uh, Sazerac, yeah, whatever, whatever the fuck the drink is." And uh, they're like, "This is what I drink." And they're like, "Tight." Uh, they go, "But I'd rather have John make it." And you're oh, like, "Oh God!" <laughs> and like, I like the way John does it. And then I'm like, "Oh, okay." And like when it first started happening, I was like, "So I'd go over to my coworker John, and be like, hey, dude." Uh, Bart, the dude over here at like seat 103 wants this drink. Yeah. Um, how do you make your sazzies? Like, how do you do it? And he's like, I do it the same way Everyone the book else. shows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's literally nothing different. And I go, tight, well, go do that. Uh, because the way <laughs> yeah. I do it yeah. won't work. Because I guarantee you, you could make that exact same sazzy for him, and then he's going to try be like, mm, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, the, yeah. literally. Yeah, the, the fucking, the fuck, it's like, fuck yeah. you, bitch. Like, yeah. Literally, at a bar, uh, I put a drink. I was working a cocktail well. It was busy enough to where, back when bars used to be busy enough to have a single dedicated well bartender. And I'm cranking out a drink, and I set it down the cocktail, which is like, oh, actually, they wanted, they wanted Del Toro to make that. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then Del Toro's like, watch this. Grabs the drink, walks over there, hands it to him. They're like, perfect, Del. And he's like, gotcha. And, no, and there's, and there's, you got to understand that just proves kind of like the point of like the regular, the, the regular slash bartender relationship. Mm -hmm. There's this weird marriage kind of thing where. It's almost they, like a therapist is your wife. Yes, it's weird. They, they trust, they trust you to give them a good cocktail. Like, sure. The average person doesn't really know, you know, what makes a Sazerac good or anything like that, or yeah. the difference between a good mm -hmm. and a bad one. They just know you make a good one and they trust you to do it. So there's that trust factor. It's like, oh, I want Fernando to make it or whoever. And we had the biggest problem at the Rabbit with it because, you know, our whole thing is tailored cocktails or bartender choices. So you'll got some guy working in the well, which is by far like the most difficult well I've oh, ever I've been, seen. Uh, I've been yeah. watching your Instagram recently. It's just yeah, your, yeah. your well partners are getting murdered. Jim, ask Jared. Like he knows. Like our well is, is probably one of the most demanding jobs. I would argue one of the most demanding jobs. I sat there and watched it the other night. It was yes. in, the, the, I, I was glad to be on this side of the yeah, business. Yeah. It's got to be like you, you're working because I've been there and all of a sudden you look at the printer and it says like as the tickets are as long as you. Dude, like, it's, I will tell you, I, I so I, when I first started at the rabbit, I bartended for the first three months working that well at the rabbit is by far the most difficult job I've ever done in this industry. It is physically and mentally demanding. And all of my bartenders that can shout out to you guys, if you're listening, but they are fucking rock stars. Like I, I, oh. there are very few people I've actually gotten people from yeah. different States mm -hmm. that like, they come in there trying to like swing their dick. Like we'd hire them and be like, Oh yeah, I worked in San Diego or whatever. Why I put them in San Diego too. I don't know. Like dude, cause it's like, it's got a cocktail culture, but you put them <laughs> in that well and they just literally, they, they lose they their shit. Yeah. They, yeah. But it's always the worst when this guy's like cranking out cocktails and he's, he's gotta be focused. Mm -hmm. And then some dude walks up into the well just hey man let me uh let me get a jaeger bomb but i want i want i want <laughs> fernando down there to make it like dude he's not in the Yo, fucking fernando, yeah. Give me a jaeger bomb. yeah i'm like fernando's down there bro like and he's not gonna make your drink so uh yeah it's it's insanely irritating especially when you know we're us like we're so different from other bars that uh people yeah they do that they just they they if you treat it like a normal bar you're probably gonna have a bad time so. <laughs> yeah and the the thing about the White Rabbit, and I mean, <clears throat> since we're talking about it here for a second, uh, I'll just kind of describe it from a customer's perspective. Like, for anyone who's not been there, um, it's just right in the heart of downtown Gilbert. You kind of come around this corner where bars kind of taper off, and there's just some dude dressed really nice, uh, looking inconspicuous. You give him the password that was very hard to obtain off the email. <laughs> yeah. And um, you go in, and 
what I love about there, there's a handful of speakeasies in the city, and a lot of them are well executed, no doubt. Yeah, I like the White Rabbit for a few reasons. First of all, the way you come in. Yeah, there, there's like almost this like apothecary, yeah, antique, kind of like hutch mounted, kind of like actuary that you kind of walk through, mm-hmm. and then it's pretty. I think it's pretty uh, like intuitive that you just grab the door and pull. Yeah. Some people really embarrass themselves, so yeah. that's always fun to watch. But then you come in, and it is completely open. You can see every part of the bar, almost from every part yeah. of the bar, even though they are kind of like once you sit down, there are these like kind of separated experiences. So when you, go, when you guys are kind of cranking these things out, and someone's like, yo, I want, you know, homeboy to make my drink, if anyone else does it, like... 99% of customers can see the bar. Yeah. So it becomes even more of a difficult task for your bartenders when they've got these these regulars coming in and making demands. Um, and secondly, what I love is that password system. I just wanted yeah. to circle back on that. I mean, I, I've, I've thought about a speakeasy for years and years and years, even back when the old Iguana days when it was just like sugary cocktails. And, yeah, yeah. And I, I always, and I always thought that like having a password that was easy to get um, but also you had to have it to enter. Was, yeah, just uh, would doing be, a little bit of work. That's what I, and I mean, I, I mean, 20,000 people have had that idea, right? And it, well, it, yeah. it, it keeps, it keeps the but, idiots but, 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 but that's exactly why I've always loved that idea. Um, is that like, if you're too lazy yeah. to just fu- text your friend who recommended the bar, yeah. he gets the emails. If you can't do that, go home, man. Like, yeah, just you, go to champ. Yeah, yeah, well, again, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. might have stumbled out of champions trying to come down here, yeah. you know, for a cocktail, and that's sometimes what happens to these like fancier or more tailored custom bars. Excuse me, oh, I had a burpee. Um, is that they will just like a game will get out <laughs> at the United Arena, and next thing you know, Valley Bar is just. Flooded with yeah. half-drunk people who don't give a fuck what their business is about. Yeah, and and so that that I'm I'm glad you brought that up. That the whole idea with the white rabbit is it's meant to be immersive. Mm-hmm. It's like we're trying to rather than just give somebody a drink, we we're trying to create an experience. That's why we don't have TVs and shit in there. So it's so funny, like how often if I'm in my you know white rabbit gear, I you know I got the full get up and stuff like that. I'll be walking around and I'm walking around the heritage building. People will see me, and I used to just be like, "Oh, you guys are looking for the white rabbit," and I point in the right direction. But they'd actually stop me. It's like, "No, no, you you ruined it. We wanted to find it," and that's part of the experience. Like people like sure. on their night out, what they want to do is they want to find the entrance. They want to find it. Yeah, that's. That, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, now that I sounds awesome. It literally adds to the experience. Oh, one hundred percent. Checking you like. We got to figure out this place. It's like, I yeah. just know it's in downtown Gilbert. Now I just walk around and let people like follow me, and I usually lean in the wrong way. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get so, the line of champions. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Just you yeah. hold my spot real fast. And yeah, just yeah. walk away. And and even someone who's generally familiar with Gilbert, if it's been a a minute since I've been to the White Rabbit, I always forget how jarring it is to come out of it. Yeah, because it's. It's very nice. I mean, the whole area is nice. It's not like, you know, and then there's a guy doing heroin in the corner. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just you come out and you're, like, actually in the middle of the marketplace that yeah. you just entered basically the side of. Yeah. And it just, I remember the first time that happened to me, and then just recently when we went, and, 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 and I keep bringing that up because I don't know if you follow me on Twitter. I'm kidding. Uh, but on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> who has a Twitter? Um, but on Instagram, I, I took what I thought was... I mean, I'm not a photo taker, but just the cocktail was so beautiful yeah. that the press button and upload just that looked incredible. I, I had such an incredible experience last time I went there. Yeah. I generally do, uh, you know, especially when Andy Rich is 
backwards somersaulting out of his chair into yeah. the middle of the floor, which is always fantastic. But, I mean, even now more so than ever, like, there is this very, like, that was a night I'll probably never forget. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a bunch of hooligans being there helped, but, I mean, either way, like, I was about to go home at one point. I really was. I was about to just bounce out because... Anyone who's hung out with me knows that I Irish the fuck goodbye. Yeah, me too. I don't give uh, a yeah. shit. And one second. Oh, that's the sound of freedom. Yeah. Uh, but, like, right as I was about to, just the whole experience kind of hit me. And I just, you know, I didn't, you know, my wife's asleep. You know, there's summer. Like, I didn't have any responsibilities. Yeah. I was already Ubering home. And I was just like, man. This is fucking rad. Yeah. And I stayed another hour and a half and then went to Champions for an hour and a half, which is three hours past my normal out time, which was wild. Yeah. And it was just, it was this immersive, but like, again, because it's like separated, like Pedal House does a good job of having those like immersive areas that are like Mm -hmm. separated, but the White Rabbit does it like almost like in a, in a shoulder length. Like, again, you can stand up and just see everything, but you can sit down and everything kind of feels separated and like... That, that that room, which you can't, from every angle in the room, you can't see the restaurant, but, like, the first half you can. And then, yeah, you know, there's the the seats directly behind the bar stools, and then the table's over here. And, I, and I've sat in every part of that bar. And yeah. it's just, it really is this cool, like, hidden gem, and it's just getting better all the time. And I and I just most recently, like I said, had such a wild experience there. And yeah. That's uh, why I just wanted to... I'm so <laughs> glad you guys all came in, and, uh, you know, we had a, a gain in a, you know, birthday party for him. He's a really well-known guy really well-respected guy in the industry and you know we had the 12 west boys here and uh, a bunch of other people and uh that's that's another thing about the rabbit that we want to be sure. the people's choice bar you know I, I think one of the biggest things that frustrated me once i started to get into the cocktail scene is there's kind of this you know we we got touched by a couple of magazines i'm not going to name any names but uh they're like hey you know we're going to feature you in the top you know bars you know this, mm-hmm. this you know number one speakeasy in Arizona. oh hey we yeah. have something for you yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then they're like, but yeah, you got to buy advertising space. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck off. Like, I'm either the best because I'm the best. So when we first started opening up and we were getting all that, that seemed to be a pay to play kind of, oh, yeah. you know, mentality. Absolutely. So we just said, you know what? No, well, we're, we want to be the people's choice bar. And we also want to be the bartender's bar. We want to do. I was going to say, being an industry heavy bar yeah. is such respect. It's, you know, there's been that, that torch kind of passes around brewery to brewery at yeah. any given time here in the valley you know there you know it's been in mesa a handful of times and you know it's been over in tempe but like being able and, and i think that some of that has to do with like the ebbs and flows of the industry yeah on itself but like to be a cocktail bar three four years in that bartenders still like come to expecting like a fun like and, and that's the other thing that chuck was mentioning while we were there is that not only is it fun and all these other things it's more specifically, it's like people care. Like even though he's Chuck and he knows Jared, Jared's still going to make him the most badass cocktail yeah. he's ever tried to make because everyone's trying to impress each other. Yeah, and that is a culture where you walk into an industry bar and those people are still trying to impress industry folks. That is top marks. Well, I mean, that's that's the other aspect of it that I think that we kind of do or we, we embrace, and I kinda, you guys do it at 12 West, too, is the idea that we don't mind riffing. We don't mind going off the menu. I know a lot of cocktail bars have this, like, hey, stick to the menu idea, but we like our bartenders to be creative and do their thing. When another bartender comes in, 
don't make them off self. Make make your cocktail. Make the cocktail that you're proud of. That makes them passionate, and that makes gives them that attitude of, I want to show up to work. I want to be able to make these things. And yeah, they're trying to impress each other. They're they're riffing. There. I mean, we did that R and D session today at um, Southern, and it's probably like the most fun that we have as a team together is when we get to collab together and bounce ideas. That's how you get better and you grow as a bar team. But not just that, just the industry too as well. So. Well, I'll say this: like, I I'm a beer guy. I've been in the beer industry for a long time. I know my beers. So if someone I look at a beer a beer list of a hundred beers. I can figure out what the fuck I want exactly to my style, and I can do the opposite way where someone can come to tell me, I like this, this, these tastes, these tastes, these tastes, and I'll pick them a beer that they love. When yeah. it comes to a cocktail bar, I'm like, there are a lot of things I don't know about this, and I can kind of tell you, you know, I want spirit for it, I want a little more dry, I want this, I want this, and, but I don't know what that means on your list, right? Like, yeah. So then it, like, lean into you guys going, this is your drink. And I don't yeah. have to look at that anymore and go, take that's what I'm going to be drinking all night because that is exactly what I want. Like, the idea of knowing, I know all these little ingredients that build to exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And you may have picked something, I may have picked something on the list that's like, I think this is what I want. And then it kind of being a little far off of being close enough where I'll enjoy it, but it wasn't the perfect cocktail for me. Like, But if I just come to you and go... Hey, whether it's on menu or not, I can go, I want this and this and this. These are the flavors I like. Yeah. And then you get the excitement of going, I'm going to create. Not, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not going to go grab a beer from you or not do that. I'm going to create something yeah. that you want. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier about that you know relationship that you have between the customer and bartender. Because if you give me enough time, the first cocktail that I make to you, maybe not be your favorite cocktail, but give me like two or three times oh, and yeah. say like, hey, that, you know, I like this, but there's too much cinnamon. And like, mm-hmm. hey. I will find you a cocktail that you will like more than your favorite cocktail. Yeah, hell yeah. And that and it teaches me something and then the customer now and then they have to come back to you because like that's a custom cocktail that they can't get anywhere else. <laughs> so, uh, 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 but yeah, that, that's the I mean, hopefully um, that's the experience that we can create for a customer, but also that that's what makes me want to wake up and go to my job. Um, is I don't want to feel like I'm just making somebody else's menu or just I don't know, feel like I'm in a rut. Uh so I think bartenders and also most people in this industry were kind of creative by nature. So 100%. I, well, I, I want to give my bartenders a canvas. Well, so. I will say this too. Uh, if you find a bartender or a, cock, a mixologist that makes that figures out that drink after three drinks and they get you exactly what you want, make sure you fucking tip them. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Tip yeah. them and then because they're going to remember. Uh, so if that drink's 15 bucks. You better tip at least five bucks. Put a twenty dollar bill down. Enjoy your fucking drink. Walk the fuck away. And then when you come back, they'll yeah. remember exactly what you wanted. One hundred percent. I mean, the old wives' tale, right, is that tip stands for to ensure proper service. And yeah. while I'm not here to debate the history of my industry, I will tell you that that is deadly fucking accurate. Uh, <laughs> That's just how I operate. Yeah, I, I'm not going to bother serving you again if you don't. I remember the people who tip me well. If you take care of me, I will fucking take care of you. That is what service is about. That is what yeah. crafting and experience is about. Yeah. I, you know, I know a lot of people look down on the service industry. I take fucking pride in it. I take pride in rocking this shit out. Um, you know, I oftentimes compare this to theater, right? Um, just like in the theater, you you sit there and you prep. Um, everyone gets everything ready. You get in your places, everyone has their roles, the doors unlock, the curtains pull back, and the show is entertainment and service. So the goal usually doesn't get met, but everyone tries their best. 
Uh, there's people who stay off stage. There's people who are stage hands that come out in emergencies. It is the curtains close, you clean everything up, and you do it again tomorrow. Yeah. And I love that. And again, <clears throat> when you take care of me yeah. <laughs> or anyone else in this industry, it is that helps me know that, okay, I got you. Like, I'm going to take care of you, and this is going to be our relationship. And that's perfectly fine. And, and, and you know, you can be an over-tipper, or you can be dead on the line. But yeah. the thing is, if you're a bum, you're never going to be like that. It's always dudes who are like, man, I wish there's more places like Cheers sitting in a bar where if they just tip better, they would be at Cheers. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's one of those, <laughs> it's weird, this weird self-perpetuating thing. It's like if you're a bad tipper, you go into a bar and you get bad service. Mm -hmm. And then that's when you feel the need to have to... You know, start snapping your fingers to get the bar because you're so used to bartenders ignoring you that oh, you yeah. think that all bartenders are garbage. But really, you're the garbage person that doesn't tip well, and <laughs> yeah, you've, you've created this like uh, well, this, and, and this the cycle. Part too is like there's even people that I love, like sir, like waiting on that. Yeah, don't tip well, but they're super kind, super nice. You know, yeah, they're nice enough where it made sense, and they tip, you know, ten percent, whatever. Like I like chatting with them. Yeah, but to break all this down and really get into the podcast i gotta i gotta turn this whole thing around and uh so i poured us a little uh okay yeah Kobe what are we hard yerba mate so yeah i was i was reading that i don't know what a yerba mate is yerba mate is like kind of like a, this energy drink style tea it's a to it, so think like uh think kombucha but not quite the uh like the health aspects of it it's like this energy x there's a lot of caffeine to it. There's alcohol in it, right? And uh, this one is hard. So Thorn hard. San Diego is uh, wrapped around and teamed up. Well, they, they opened up Cove, which okay, so is this phenomenal. is their so kind of This is a hard side. Mate, which I think can, these guys can actually blow the fuck up with. Yeah, these it's actually really good. Yeah. Um, it's mild. It's I, well I, 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 love a, I love a short ingredient list as well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of asterisks. Oh, those are for organic ingredients. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> so, Joey, now that uh, you, you definitely aren't going to see this one coming, uh, we'll really get into the podcast. <laughs> okay, cool, yeah. Uh, so, uh, we normally open, yeah. uh, not not halfway through, but... Uh, <laughs> That's fine, yeah. You know, when the, when the conversation's jiving, you as just... As long as uh, we're having a good time, I thought that... This, I thought you just told me, Alex, that we were just going to have a good time. Yeah, and you're too goddamn listen, interesting. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we are having a good time. Yeah. Just remember that. All right. So, uh... <laughs> So, Joey, to really get in the mix of this. Yeah. As an adult man. Yeah. Have you ever shit your pants? Yes, I have. I'd love to hear this yeah. story. Yeah, I have. <laughs> uh, as a grown man, have yeah. you shit your pants? Yeah, dude, I, I, I shit my pants one time in Vegas, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we, yeah. we heard this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, but I don't think mine was really that interesting. It wasn't really too much. I mean, I was... I was already noticing that I had kind of stomach issues and stuff like that. So, like, I was on my way already back up to the hotel room and, like, you know, just shard a little bit. I thought I was fine. So, you know, I've had some guys have some worse experiences. But, you know, like, dude, like, just just watch out for the buffet. So, was that? I was Excalibur. literally... I was <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, called it, called it out. Yeah, 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 exactly. Excalibur yeah, buffet yeah, specific. Yeah, yeah. And I've been to an Excalibur buffet. You are not lying. I was yeah. just about to ask, is this, is this hotel Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, just... I uh, definitely, definitely a buffet experience mixed with like a fair amount of alcohol and like other like probably not so good drugs. So, you know, it was one of those things where it just all like accumulated. And I'm just, yep. 
It's around like 10 o'clock. I'm like, yo, guys, I got to go back to the hotel room for a minute. They're all fine, like playing blackjack and stuff. Like, I don't even think anybody noticed I was gone. So I'm like, all right, what do I do with this? And I just threw the underwear. Like, I remember one embarrassing part is that I was just like, all right, what do I do with like shitty underwear? Do I clean it? But I was way too fucking lazy to do that. Mm-hmm. So I just went outside of the hotel room and found like a trash can in the hallway and just that's like, the move to make. Listen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's respectable. Dirty diaper. Yeah. The dirty diaper. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. If you were in a public bathroom that did not have a lid, would you leave them on top or would you bury them? Mm. Ooh, I don't know. I'd bury. Uh, I don't know. That's a very good question. All right, I didn't realize yeah. that it was. Uh, I, I would such probably. A titular. I would. I would probably bury it. I'm a know? pilot. Yeah, yeah. I, I would just put it. I mean, my, my my whole thought process is, I guess, is like obviously I don't want to put my arm in bathroom trash, but I'm also holding shitty drawers. Yeah, I'm already gonna have to go to the sink. And it's already going to be like I'm scrubbing in for surgery. That's true. So uh, while I'm doing that, I might as well not just have a pack of shitty underwear sitting right behind me as fucking evidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, that's just my whole thought process in it. And To, uh, to me, I would bury it because then it's it, like, I, I can, my, mentally I can ignore it. It's like it's like. Well, the also, if you bury it and you did a good enough job and didn't get any on your pants, you can just rejoin your friends in the tap room at Simple Machine. I mean... <laughs> Not that that's ever happened to me. But, you know what I mean? It's... Uh, Alex it, it, it's projecting <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, uh, half of this podcast is just therapy for me, so yeah, yeah, you yeah. just got to buckle in, baby. I'm glad, because I don't think I've ever actually brought up that sharded story, so, you know, this is a first for me. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah, You know, usually that's how we open up the podcast, little little bathroom humor. Uh, yeah. This is not a shit-based podcast. Yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah. I feel so yeah, defensive yeah. about it. I always yeah. have to say it. All you scat um, boys out there. This is ready. probably. <laughs> I mean, if if it can come back uh, full circle, we always love that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that'll probably be the only shit-based directed question. It, <laughs> all right, cool. It, it's Whatever. Yeah. The most like all right, I'm broken down the most, and it's going good for me. It, it, bra- yeah. it, bra- it, it breaks down a barrier because we. I mean, listen. Easily shitting your pants as an adult is up there with humiliating stuff that can happen. Yeah. Um, if we open up with you telling us a story about it, I think we're pretty yeah. good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I do. We, we, we've become vulnerable. We're friends. It all works I do out. have one uh, one guy that I knew. I got to tell this story because his was his was pretty. I remember he he actually had a blog and he wrote about it. <laughs> and if you go to this guy's blog, he had so many interesting stories. But one of them was, yeah, he, I think he was in uh, uh, Tijuana or something like that, uh, <laughs> and uh, shit his pants, and he didn't know ding, what to ding, do ding. with them. So he threw them in the back of the truck that they were that they used to get down there, and I guess on the way back, this girl, you know, passed out, and when she passed out, she like slept on top of the oh, the shitty no. underwear, and so like in that, it was really just more of like an apology note to the girl, <laughs> like I'm sorry, that, like yeah, so <laughs> yeah, and so he's got like other pretty wild. I would have loved to hear. This. Yeah, I'm sorry you passed out. Yeah. on underwear that I shit in. Yeah, so. Um, oh. Guy's name was Gavin. Like I, I watched this guy swallow. The first time I ever met him, I, I was walking into a party and I was watching him swallow a goldfish. And I'm like, this guy's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I need to meet this guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, 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 he it and puke yeah. it back up. Yeah. He didn't puke it back up. He just like took it whole. Like, He's like yeah, that's yeah. my fish. I gotta so, get lunch. Yeah. And the best part is like, I, I wanted to ask, like, did you lose a bet or whatever? But I never bothered to ask him about the goldfish thing. Well, so. Uh, I'll tell you that's probably the best way to approach that kind of a scenario. You know, if I walked into a party and someone swallowed a goldfish, 
that relationship's only going one of two ways. Incredible or lunatic. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, knowing why, I don't think uh, changes either experience. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that either way, I would lose respect for them, and it's just better to be mysterious. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> he was following a goldfish. Listen, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's just one goldfish that's not in the lake, and that's, because that is a problem. Yeah. But, um, you know, one less in the lake, so yeah. we're good for it. So. But do it. You want to uh, bring us into our next? Well, question? yeah. So um, we uh, we'll pepper some questions in as we go through. Um, obviously, the 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 top half uh, was an indication that uh, conversation will probably flow naturally. Sweet. So um, again, a lot of this is about talking shit, and so um, of course, solid. Just because I immediately want to know if it's me or not. Um, tell me a story about a terrible coworker. Ooh. I know it's not me. I know it's not <laughs> you. It definitely, it definitely never was you. Um, so I have actually, a, this This is perfect. I, I want to start making this a thing. I have a term called a scotchiopath. Ooh. Okay. okay let's Listen, I, I like you. You're baiting a hook. Yeah. You're dropping it in the water. Yeah. I'm biting. Listen, yeah. I'm okay. here. All right. We're, okay. We're, we're here. So I knew this bartender named Scott, and it maybe come to the conclusion that if you're a sociopath, you actually work out. It, it's the perfect job to be a bartender because you're superficially charming. <laughs> you can bounce around from job to job. There's like all these characteristics that like fit perfect into that industry. So I've mm-hmm, met plenty mm-hmm, of quote mm-hmm, scotchiopaths. It so it's like a guy that's like he's that dude. Like he's probably past his prime and he's uh, okay. you know he okay. he still thinks he's like a handsome devil, but like really like he's right. he's not that guy anymore. Uh, he talks shit about every other bartender. Uh, the mm. only way that he can, he, he he talks shit about every other bartender, but it's the only way that he can make himself look good. Yeah. Okay. And he's just like they're toxic or whatever. But I had this guy. Uh, yeah, his name was fucking Scott, and he was just. Oh, uh, I hadn't picked up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't obvious already, but borderline sociopath. Like I remember, um, a friend of mine. Only borderline, huh? Yeah, I think it's a, a borderline. I think right, if, if you right. were like burying people underneath the stairs or something like that. Okay, uh, so yeah. you're, what you're saying is um, definitely has so, uh, sociopathy, yeah. but not a murderer. Yeah, if he were, okay. if he were uh, a little bit smarter, he probably would be like the CEO of some you know uh, like hedge fund company. But I appreciate yeah, yeah. you noticing that capitalism requires sociopaths <laughs> to function. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 And that, uh, or if he was a little bit smarter, if he had, a, if he wasn't quite as lazy, you know. So, sure, uh, yeah. but unfortunately, like he was doing way too, way too much cocaine and getting too much pussy in his young twenties to like bother doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's so, the time. Um, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, I'm trying to think of like one of the evil things that he did to me. I remember one time he there was this girl that started dating him um, at the bar, and he showed up the very first date, like where he opened up the door and had a gun in his hand and literally just pointed it at her. He's like, "Oh, I thought you were someone else." Oh Should have been God. a fucking red flag. Uh, I guess like uh, red flag. Yeah. Was she? Was he? Did he go to her house? Did she come to his house? Was she it? came to. She came to his house. And then uh, he just like so was it, already like in the street and was just like, "Who is this?" He opened up the door and just be like, "Who are you?" And had the gun just pointed directly at her chest. Right. And he's like, "Oh, I thought you were somebody else." So, you know me. Yeah. 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 Also, like that I was coming over. Also, yeah. if this becomes serious and I live with you. 
this may not be chill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you? What is happening in your life that this is a natural reaction? So, for you? from what I understand, he had massive amounts of gambling, uh, gambling uh, debt, I mean, and stuff like sense. that. But yeah. I mean, I don't. That's something that he told me. But you understand, every third story that this guy told me was total, Untrue. absolutely yeah. uh, bullshit. Um, uh, he, I remember, he got one of my friends fired for basically claiming that he was doing drugs on the job, which was. First of all, yeah. standard. Yeah, exactly. Standard operating procedure. Yeah, I know. Yeah, also, yeah, quit yeah. being a snitch. And it's funny because he was like the Fucking biggest what? cokehead out of all of us. So, like, dog, we worked till four or five in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Dude, without the service industry, the cocaine, the, the Colombian drug trade would collapse overnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think of, but yeah, that that's probably one of the worst guys that I've ever worked with. It, it's hard for me because I can think of a guy who's worse, but I actually liked working with him, and he was my mentor. <laughs> well, you know, he kept things, he kept things interesting. I mean, we're talking about a guy who went on a trip to Brazil and packed nothing but a Spider-Man costume and just like like was oh, like. Ran- see, I love people like that. Yeah, yeah. just like just the most eccentric. I'm gonna figure it out. Fucking guy. I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. yeah, is that eccentric? Yeah. Yeah, I, like I mean, it's not flashy outfit. It's not not eccentric. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be like, this guy got hit in the head when he was younger. Yeah, like, definitely well, I mean, for sure. If you got enough money in your bank account, I mean, Brazil's not expensive. Yeah, you can figure everything else out. I'm trying to figure out how to manage just the Spider-Man. I'll be like, all right, so I'm in Brazil. I got outfit day one. I'm gonna rock that definitely day two. I'll probably rock it day three because uh, the. But then you shit your pants. The alternative, right? Like the alternative is Spider-Man outfit. Listen, Bobby, I know that the Spider-Man outfit doesn't come with a holster, so you're like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, where am I supposed to conceal carry here? Like, I don't even know. Yeah. So. Does Brazil have planes? Yeah. Is there TSA in Brazil? Do, do, I I have, there. do I have to fly to Brazil? Oh, yeah. The, he said the pictures were, were great. Like, he had, like, a bunch of pictures with him, like, with, you know, hookers and prostitutes. Ooh, um, listen, love a sex worker. And in, 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 interesting follow-up to that story is uh, he told me... He worked at a bar and then it closed down, and then when they opened it back up, uh, this already seems suspicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they when they opened it back up, uh, it was under new ownership, and he went there and he applied for a job. And they said, like, God, like you look so familiar. Like, where do we know you from? From and, here. Uh, and then it turns out like that. Three he, years ago, he went there for a second interview, and they said, you know what? We know where we know you from. You're Bottle Boy. I guess on the the company computer, he still had all of his fucking pictures from being in Brazil, and there was a picture of him and uh, like butt ass naked with a hooker <laughs> pretending to stick a bottle up his ass, and so he became legendary at that bar Good after that. For point. him, yeah, exactly. And he so. uploaded this picture onto the work computer for whatever reason. Yeah, listen, solid yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. So like committed. Yeah, uh, I'm here for that. Uh, in fact, if I, uh, I mean, I, I don't necessarily have employees that would like have a work computer to like put porn on, but yeah, you know, I would be totally all right with that. I mean, I'd literally just be like, hey, um, good work, yeah, lighting needs <laughs> yeah. improvement, yeah, yeah. um, but just uh, you know, give me my forty hours, and I don't give a fuck what you do. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't really it. care what, as long as you show up to work. I mean, I don't care. If we didn't find this until the business closed, like obviously you were being slick about it. Like, yeah. Whatever. Uh, just get it done. I'm sure yeah. time. Listen, if you need a masturbation break, just schedule it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. I, I have like three scheduled a day. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I take a, a much smaller lunch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Listen, uh, I'm just saying that Safeway has some of the cleanest bathrooms in the city. Yeah. <laughs> what about Quick Trip? What about Quick Trip? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's funny because we talked bad. about clean bathrooms on a previous uh, episode, but um, 
You know, as much as I travel, I don't think that I even know that Quick Trip has bathrooms. They do a good job over the gas Yeah, stations. and I will say that there's nothing like a Quick Trip grilled cheese sandwich at, during your refractory period, uh, let me tell you. Refractory yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you're wondering. Yeah, so. I do love the, the that what, that chicken taquito. Not the, the rollers that are like whatever that weird carb tube thing they just stuff yeah, stuff yeah, in. Not yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. The one that's like actually tortilla probably kind of uh, maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's all flaky and then like the chicken in it's all like uh creamy and delicious dude i i like lived on those uh yeah probably i'd asked jacqueline for three years to like just be a traveling maniac i took five uh <laughs> so yeah. the last two years i was in that those were basically my diet was like those and monster energy drinks so i could just crank out my yeah. last like two years of just you know Getting the brand established and stuff like that, but no, there's, there's uh, been just, time. What a what a delightful time. There's been times where I've had way too many of those. I don't think anybody plans <laughs> on. Uh, it's like it, the Circle K hot dog slash like yeah, quick trip taquito. It's like nobody plans on eating it, but you just somehow like oh fuck, like I need. Also, like, need the sustenance. reason they do the two for deal is because like I'm oh, my eyes are always bigger than my stomach. I'm like man, I'm hungry. I'm gonna eat like two of those, maybe four. Dude, I've never eaten a full two of them. Yeah, ever, ever. Yeah. But I still sometimes will be like, those end a bag of chips. What? I'm going to eat half of that first one and be like, ugh. The, uh, the quick chip food uh, is like the the hunger version of like the alcoholics, right? So like, it's like when you go in and you're like, uh, okay, I'm okay. trying to get drunk, follow me, follow me. and uh, I got $2.50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I yeah. also have $2.50 for some food in my belly. It's the, uh, it's yeah. the ham bones like, clientele. I'm trying yeah. to fill my belly with food or alcohol, yeah. and I got $2.50. Yeah. Uh, and this I, is, and, and I, I want to regret my life <laughs> yeah. in about four or five <laughs> yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I could go eat a $15 meal and be full, but I got about 10 quarters. <laughs> We're yeah. going to make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen somebody actually paying for taquitos and, and energy drinks in, in quarters? I saw that oh, one time. Um, I had like a bag full of change. Not just since like, I uh, stopped living that life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, I always talk to people about how like poverty has a smell. Because uh, <laughs> you see, you left. Yeah. you know it does. <laughs> it does. It, do- it yeah. does. Yeah. And like once you get out of a certain like. Tax once you bracket, stop yeah, yeah. paying for things and change. Yeah. <laughs> it stops smelling like that. <laughs> so uh, I have. Uh, I think it's like that red car thing. Like once I stopped living a life where I was like. Oh, I need a cigarette. Let's scrounge the couches. What kind of a life are you living? Once I stopped doing that, I stopped yeah. seeing it. I mean, yeah. Four or five part. times, but just always, being yeah. at a quick trip to grab like <laughs> coffee or whatever, and someone's paying for like their two egg rolls <laughs> with coins, and then they get the quarters, and now they're into dimes. And I go behind them. I go. I'll cover the rest. Yeah, about, about yeah. four or five times because my time is worth more is, than you counting out the. Is pain. that insulting? <laughs> I don't know. At that point, I'll cover at, the rest. At QT, yeah. it has to be the biggest flex because QT's whole thing is efficiency. Oh, yeah. Quickness, like, and not even like a you know, are they slaves? Jeffrey Bezos, Amazon employee style, but just <laughs> yeah. like people who are good at like multitasking oh, and being efficient. They and are good. So, it, dude, they'll rock you out. But like when you roll up and you're like. On the counter for fucking QT, that is a flex. Dude, because fuck. <laughs> have you ever thought that? So I always used to, and this kind of segues into where, where we met each, met each other. But I always liked to hire baristas. Oh yeah. I always liked when it comes to like, okay, I can turn you into a bartender if you're a barista. I, I always oh, thought that like taking like a quick trip. If I need to poach employees and I don't have industry people to poach, um, I always wanted to go into a quick trip and be like, yo, bro, you want a job? 
I know he can multitask. I know he's got the fucking hustle. Yeah. And I think eventually down the road that guy could be a good bartender because you see him, they're working multiple registers. They're going in there. And they've got yeah. a lot of items to remember. Like, they don't scan your ice. They don't. Yeah. They have to remember every type of cigarette that's back here. All the lottery yeah. bullshit. Like, yeah, multiple registers. The to make, food, yeah, to like, make their job easier, like, memorization of the entire store is... Key. Key. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just... Uh, it's what... Like, I had a... I used to have a roommate. He'd moved in with me when he's like we, we were all about the same age about 2021 20, he had been a, a a cashier at safeway in hawaii uh before he moved in with me for a handful of years and we were literally in a safeway one day and uh we went to go scan something and the lady's like goes to grab the book he's like 3606 she's like what and he's like it's good and he's like i have every single safeway produce code memorized from my three years at safeway he's like i don't know if i'll ever forget it and i'm like damn yeah <laughs> but like like you're saying like for employees to be efficient like that, especially at a place like QT, like you gotta, you know, uh, you know, gotta be dialed in, and then, and like you said, those guys can kind of translate into the industry and and be, you know, uh, multi-focus bartenders if you mm-hmm. know they're just moved in a, uh, a proper direction. But uh, Dude, half the time it's high, like high energy and big and good work ethic. Yeah, I can't train that. Nobody can exactly. Train that. Yeah, Dude, yeah. There, it happened to me early in this industry, but you know, I'm fuck it couple decades in now jesus uh but it still happens to me you know every once in a while like even when i was in early like based on what you like bobby was just saying like every once in a while I'll be like oh shit they're on meth yeah you're just like dang it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. you need high energy focus like yeah you know uh like you said uh being able to like kind of fake enthusiasm sometimes and yeah. like big camp counselor energy like like all the things that like meth heads present positively yeah is what we're looking for. Well, they can hold it together for so long. Yeah, yeah it's it's if right. they start to like grind their teeth and do all the weird shit, then you're like, oh shit. But like, I straight up, er, like, and I thought I learned this lesson twenty fucking years ago when I was nineteen. Yeah. I'm I'm throwing a house party because you know when you're nineteen in charge of a bunch of employees, it's yeah. what you fucking do because you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, and like one of my best cooks, like my the guy running my kitchen, I walk in the bathroom, he's smoking meth. <laughs> In your own bathroom. In, in my bathroom. bathroom. Dude, there's goods in, in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my home, so uh, there's a very small hood. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, my bad. And, and I walk <laughs> in, and, he, and, and I was like, bro. And, like, So when I walk in, he doesn't like, yeah. you know, the visual was there for everyone. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like look surprised. He just kind of looks over at me, and I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? And he's yeah. like, oh, that's not cool. As a standard rule. Smoking meth is not cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. In and a place, in, in a place that you do not own. Yeah, there's an alley behind the wall. Yeah, go I, there. I have an enormous backyard. I have a, a, a galleyway. Is a like so? It was that I was renting a house up in the White Mountains, my hometown, and it was this big fucking three bedroom. And then the backyard was basically like this long, like covered galley. Then this huge patio. Then a huge backyard. And a separate laundry room. Alex, I think we were setting the wrong standards. You went into Still don't do meth you in my went backyard. into the my that, bathroom. The fact that he didn't have a meth smoking area just kind yeah, of bothers yeah, me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Listen, I said the laundry room was separate. I <laughs> yeah. clearly said that. That yeah. is the meth area. Okay, yeah. come on. I mean, yeah. let's yeah. <laughs> let's figure Fair. it out here. But but again, like, I don't. I, I honestly like if if someone smokes meth and I never find out about it and they work yeah. for me for ten years uh, and then I find out I literally won't care. Um, uh, but I, I vouched for uh, a dude who was smoking heroin in my bathroom and then when we found out it was him I was like nah so that, it wasn't Shaq <laughs> it wasn't Shaq that was a week before he comes up to me he's like 
yo, are they cool felons? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the dishwasher's on drugs right now. Turns out I was talking to someone who was actively on drugs. Yeah, like, there's a good portion. It's funny how I remember reading, you probably know effects, I wrote a book and they talked about um, there are certain drugs that are just, they're, they're silent drugs or they're private drugs, like drugs that you have to do by yourself, yeah. and meth and heroin were the two that they listed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, nobody nobody be like, hey, you want to go do some heroin? And it's, it's like <laughs> yeah. a weird, it's like if somebody has some coke, it's like, all right, let's get everybody together. You smoke weed, but like, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely, it's kind of a weird thing. But I, I've had cooks uh, definitely are my most common ones, and I'm like, yeah, that guy's definitely smoking crack. <laughs> or like, that guy's definitely on meth. Well, like I said, man, uh, what we're looking for often is... Yeah, yeah, they got the energy, they got their drug addiction, you know, well, they're not... also this balance of, like... <laughs> they need money. A, yeah, they need money. A... You know that they're never going to sit there and be like, hey, like, I'm waiting for that promotion to, you know, AGM. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Well, and then... Dude, my... I had a... So when I was at a steakhouse, uh, I literally would go up to the expo and, like, the kitchen manager, we'd all be chatting because we were homies because I'd worked there for so long, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that dude's on crack. And they don't even mention or, like, recognize, recognize that I had said that. They both turn to me and they go, his temperatures are always right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't go, no, I understand this. Or, no, he's not doing that. It's, he does good work. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he's going to keep doing this. To me, I think it's, it is it is actually kind of somewhat condescending or fucked up or whatever you want to, whatever the right word is. For us, I don't really care what what we what we said earlier. I don't care what you do in your spare time. Oh no! If no. you show up and you give me a hundred and ten percent, I don't care. You can smoke crack. You can do heroin. You know, you know, you could you could yeah. take I, blood from babies. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the I mean, speaking uh, a callback of my love of sex workers, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in full honesty, like watching Did people you mean appreciation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. I have family. Yeah. Some of them might be sex workers. I was trying to help workers. you out yeah. there, oh, no, dog. I mean, like, you got a family. Uh-oh. Your appreciation. Yeah. Sure. Listen, love a sex worker. Uh, not in the biblical sense. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. listen, if my wife heard me defending sex workers, she'd be completely all right with it. Uh, that said. That's how you know she's the right one. <laughs> <laughs> she's now a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, watching women get fired from jobs because like someone they work with finds their like, side hustle that happens to be pornographic oh my God. first of all how'd you find it secondly yeah why did you bring it to people's attention and thirdly it's not your fucking business 100%. thank you 100 percent. It, it, would everyone else have found out if you didn't bring it to their attention nope yeah and no they wouldn't have and, and the thing is is that that's kind of like the disgusting thing about it and now it's i think it's even it's even worse now with only fans and everything i know so many girls that i've worked with where you know they're doing stuff like that and it just takes the wrong asshole that it's like he's oh, yeah. pissed off because you know that server didn't fuck him and oh, now yeah. and now and, and now all and now he just even, uses it oh, he yeah. uses it as like a weapon it's yeah. like oh i can't believe she does only fans it's like what you mean she's got fucking hustle she's yeah. working she's still like doing your job and then at afterwards like whatever she's Dude, making money not so, even not the even way a sex- you should look at it is like I'm sorry I didn't fuck you, but here's yeah. $11. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, it, I mean, not to, oh, I mean, actually to bring it back to our industry, like one of my favorite people, one of my just closest friends in this industry um, basically turned down the advances of a buyer and her entire career, reputation, and hard work for 10 years were destroyed overnight. Yeah. And it was done with the help of willing partners in all three tiers of our system. And she wasn't, in sex work, she was just 
selling beer, I couldn't imagine what people who are out to make the lives of actual sex workers like yeah. to do. That said, yeah, um, <laughs> as much as I could talk about sex workers yeah. all night, <laughs> yeah, um, I've got another question for you. Jimmy. Sure, go for it. Shoot. Now, um, what's your favorite dinosaur? Ooh. This is a new question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for Bobby's life, he, he was not prepared for that. <laughs> I mean, I want to say Velociraptor because, like, I want to be fast and agile and just, you know, fuck people up. But okay. At first, I thought <laughs> yeah, yeah. you said Velociraptor, and yeah. I was like, oh, a meme. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really know my. Listen, we're the, we're, we're the same age. We grew up in the age of, like, Velociraptors are the coolest dinosaur yeah. on the planet, Jurassic yeah. Park style. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I just I threw a palate cleanser question in here, Bobby. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know if the I pronounced. I probably didn't pronounce was little it. Littlefoot. Littlefoot. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know that there. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's like you got me on the spot. It's just oh, geez. Yeah, I don't, my, I, don't, I don't know my dinosaurs very well. So, yeah, yeah. Listen, neither do I. Well placed question. Yeah, and my kid knows so much about dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah. and I am embarrassingly out of touch. Uh, I know like an al an allosaurus. I think is a thing. Maybe. I mean, uh, I couldn't say T Rex. That would just be like too basic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a pumpkin. Nice yeah, lot, like, yeah. Like what are the ones like, that like have like the fins and they like spit venom? Like, ooh, yeah. the well, they call them the uh, shoot. What are they? They, they call them some generic name in <laughs> Jurassic Park. Again, yeah. or the spitter dinosaurs. Yeah, it's like a Dilophiosaurus. It's with a D. Yeah, it, it'll give you the D. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. De poison. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Um, so uh, he didn't have a follow up to this. Question. I would just feel like no, no. I, I have follow up questions. I've just not done this one, and uh, anyone who's listened to this podcast understands that I'm a hack and a fraud. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I'm just working out some stuff live on the air. Uh, I like it. So we're just gonna do it. Um, so um, we used to ask like blank ever, and I feel that sometimes that puts people on the spot. That's fine. So I just like a good like. Whatever comes to mind, like pretend this is like a Rorschach test, right? Okay. And then, so it's less about like best or wildest ever, and more about just like what's the wildest shift incident you've ever experienced? You're at work, just doing work, and then all of a sudden, some guy gets fired at your bar, or oh shit, someone gets shot in the back on your patio. What is the wild... Those both happen to me. <laughs> uh, what is a wild story? I mean, I got the... The sink stories are pretty intense. Those are fantastic. Actually, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with... Because I feel like everybody's probably got a... I caught people having sex in my restroom story. I mean, it's pretty common. Um, uh, I do have a pretty good... I got a couple of good fight stories, but... Um, I will say working at the casino, probably one of the... Oh, my God. Yeah. I forgot until this exact moment that you're a fucking casino gangster, too. Yeah. We, um, we, we didn't go over your resume. We usually do that at the top, too. We got... That's fine. We got a little distracted. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, I had another good one. Uh, what was the first thing you said? Uh, Craziest shift incident? Yep. Oh, no. I, I, I had said that I... Uh, on shift, I've... Uh, first thing I said was watch someone story. get fired at my bar, bar and then someone got shot in the back on my patio. So I'm going to give you guys the option. We could either go with shit story or we can go with fire story. Getting mm, fired. Like I said, um, this is not a shit podcast and I like to hear a good sacking story. So okay. All right. Cool. Ahead. Okay. So um, uh, this, this goes way back. Uh, I think I was probably, 
I had to be 20, 21. Uh, it was when I first started getting into the industry. Um, uh, I was working at Olive Garden. Ah, it's yes. Olive Garden place. Good old yeah. Garden. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Pro- hey, if anybody knows that they're they're listed as like one of the worst places oh, to work at Darden. So yeah, I yeah. was blooming. Oh, and we were like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hard sidebar. Yeah. Straight up the other night, um, uh, you know, we the, the, the kid's gone for the night. Uh, I look at Jack. I'm like, hey, what's going on today? And she, much like my mother, <clears throat> loves Yellow Garden. Yeah. Not for any particular reason. Just breadsticks, like, bro. <laughs> well, the breadsticks are delightful. She just, she knows it's cheesy. She knows it. it is what it is. Yeah. But she loves it nevertheless. Yeah. And so we occasionally go. Yeah. And so <clears throat> she mentions it, and I was like, yeah, but, like, haven't you heard? <laughs> and my wife notoriously, like, doesn't engage in the news or, or world information. Like, she just lives her life, and... She has to be informed of things. Yeah. So I was like, just Google the Olive Garden. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, literally the first thing is, like, Olive Garden's come under some scrutiny recently because their food is deemed, like, inedible and not actual food. And she's like, well, holy shit. Yeah. We'll go to Outback. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Taco Bell's, like, join the party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will say they made the most genius, uh, like, weight room model where if you're on a weight, Go get a glass of wine or half price. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, that that is a dope idea. I go there and it was a family of like I've done this a couple times. Like literally, uh, we're we're a four top, and they go, "How many in the party?" I'm like, "You guys are pretty busy." Huh? I'm like, "Yeah, I got eight people," uh, and they're like, "Well, that's gonna be twenty minutes." <laughs> yeah. So we all go grab a few glasses of wine, and then we come back we're like. Four people backed out. It's a family of four tonight. They're like, oh, okay, it's like five minutes. I'm like, Tuh-hi. yeah, there you go. Love it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Olive Garden definitely sucks just because it, it's very corporate and they have all these, you know, hard, strict policies. And one of them, if uh, you guys are ever interested on how to get a free meal at Olive Garden, it's really simple. Um, uh, you guys know how to get a free meal at uh, Olive Garden? How's that? I'd love to know. Uh, all you do is you 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 get up, and you just wave to your server, and then you just walk out. Because <laughs> they have a policy that they can't it, chase you. you cannot. They cannot chase you. They can't yep. confront you or whatever. So if you're a D and D, like if you just decide to like get up and walk out, they're just supposed to sit there with you know holding their dick and just watch you walk out of the building. And it, it, it sucked because the Olive Garden that. Uh, I worked at was kind of known for that. We had a lot of D and D's, and then also we just had a lot of fishers. Like we'd have people that would come in and ask for free crap because they knew that the managers were like spineless and they would give oh. you all kinds of like free gift cards that and is stuff. Chain restaurant. Wait, dude. Wait, wait. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. So I can just roll up into an Olive Garden. Yeah. And just be like, hey, man. <laughs> I could really use some free food. Yeah. Can or you give you me? Can order. you give me a fifty dollars gift card? Well, they probably like, give you a gift card, but you just I can eat, press them for that. You just eat well, the meal and then leave. Well, it's, he's he said dine dine and dash, but like this whole other. Uh, so they just come in and they're like, "Hey, well, no, like all you gotta do is you like, just gotta complain, like you know, you do." Yeah. You know, oh, you do okay, okay. Yeah, yeah it's okay. one of it's one of those things. <laughs> I, was where, like, I was like, "Wait, hold yeah, on yeah, a second. Yeah. But, I was like, "You can literally just ask them." Clearly, you haven't what worked for Garden so, well, or Blumen. But you gotta understand the, the managers. Yeah, the managers <laughs> okay. that I had, the managers that I had there. 
they had such a hair trigger with that stuff. You would just have to like they would be you know touching tables all the time, and all they would have to do is just uh, okay. be like, eh, just give like a little sigh and be like, it was okay. And the next thing you know, they're giving out gift cards. Yep. So people would constantly How about a free dessert. Yeah, exactly. So we were kind of known. That's that John Tapper rule of life: giving people fucking gift cards. Yeah, it's such horseshit. My favorite thing was yeah when like I'd hear like. So I'm like, you know, this was like, how about free dessert? And they're like, I mean, we're not really hungry for dessert. And they're like, how about we just cover your uh, appetizer then? And they're like, yeah, okay. Like, you're you're being a salesman for giving free shit away at this point. Yeah, we yeah, that whole like the customer is always right is just such hack shit. We need to get away from said that. Yeah. Well, the customer, like, one of my favorite tweets I just saw was like, what is the one thing you learned working in customer re- service or retail? And it was like, the customer's always wrong. Yeah, we're just All right, we gotta get into here in this story. Okay. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, just one more thing about the gift card thing. I do it occasionally at the Rabbit, but never if somebody asks. And that's yeah. kind of like the situation that we ended up having. So, anyways, uh, one of our we'll just say the guy's name is Ryan. I actually can't even remember his name because sure. it was so long ago. But uh, Ryan had a D and D situation, and he had just like lost his shit. So he actually went and confronted them in the parking lot, and it Ooh, turned into kind yeah, of like a shouting sometimes. match. And because they, you know, he's like, he's like, you didn't, because they, they, it was like a $60 tab and they only left 40 and it was kind of one of those situations anyway. So nothing really happened that night, but I think it was like a day or two later, we're all sitting there and we did like a pre-shift and it's in the morning and everything. It's quiet. You know, there's maybe like, maybe like four or five customers or whatever. And then all of a sudden I hear, um, coming from the lobby, you can't fucking fire me, you piece of shit. And it's Ryan and the manager. They're yelling and they're screaming back and forth. And they're like, they're going at it. And like, there's all these like, like old ladies, like with their Sudoku puzzles, like they're like waiting and they're like they're looking over and like, all oh, this, dude, they're, they're, they're just, making a meal of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just like, ooh, what's going hey, on hey here? And then Ryan, like he, he, I watch, like I, I come over right as I see him. He grabs two of those, like, you know, big, huge liter display bottles of wine. Um, he, he he walks over into the lobby, holds him at arm length, like out, like oh, no. almost like he's just like Jesus on the crucifix, and just <laughs> boom drops him. They oh. hit the floor, they shatter everywhere. All these old ladies and everything, they're just like backing up, like they're trying to, like they're holding they're their feet shielding up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're like curled clutching up, their like, pearls. yeah, exactly. They're clutching their pearls and everything, and he just boom slams and like like slams the two double doors open and i never see him again <laughs> and that guy was my fucking hero because like i quit like a yeah. month later and i kept on thinking like i gotta i gotta i gotta up ryan how i gotta do, do that? that yeah how do I you gotta do this <laughs> yeah how do i so do uh but yeah just like uh and I, I just remember i felt bad for the um whoever had to clean up the mess but i swear to god it was a mess like it was and and looking at the the look of fear on the manager's face uh when that happened but Respect. I can't remember his name was, but we'll just say Ryan. Like, yeah. Dude, I gotta love a uh, a good like chain restaurant employee that's like gotten out of it, got yeah. into a good little like small business. Dude, it was so the you had the, uh, the you're telling the story. You know they just they didn't pay enough, right? Yeah. And uh, I, as an employee, don't give a fuck if you don't <laughs> pay enough or whatever yeah. it is. Like, I I did my job. I gave you the check. Uh, I can't force you. I can't jump in your wallet and pull out yeah. all the money. If you got if tab sixty bucks and bills and you gave two twenties and mm-hmm. you left, first off, I don't give a fuck about chasing you down. That is not my money. Uh, I did every part of my job correctly, and if I see you leaving, you go forty bucks. Like yo, like I'll kind of shout to you, like hey, like, you owe more money, that kind of thing. And that happened to me once, and 
speaking of this spineless manager, yeah, like, yeah. I literally would like walk to my manager like they were gone before I got back. There's forty dollars and sixty dollar tab. Yeah. Uh, so we gotta figure something out. And she's like, "Yeah, you gotta figure out how to pay." Uh, and I go, oh, "No, no, 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 uh, yeah, no, no, no. that's not how this nah, works. Yeah, I'm not paying twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, discount some shit. Yeah, uh, get it to forty dollars and then discount it another like eight dollars. So yeah. I get my tip because at Outback, if you cut uh, someone off, you're guaranteed a twenty percent tip. The company really will pay for if you cut someone. Wow, because they they are they Generally. care more about the <laughs> safeness of like. Yeah, not getting someone too much too drunk, but they know you can increase the tab, and then you're like, okay, well, if, yeah. If he has three drinks, he might be a little drunk. So but you're trying to get more, people ripped, yeah. right? Like you, you, like well, Dram Shop was born in a in a in a family casual restaurant. Yeah, and so those family casual restaurants take that shit so fucking seriously. So I would, uh, I would, I would. There was a few, uh, like, few times where I would just cut someone off. Yeah. Because I knew I could get 20% out of them. The <laughs> You're like, this person is not going to be like, 20%. And if they don't get, so say they tip 10%, well, the company yeah. technically has to pay the other 10% to me, and they would. And so, like, I wouldn't do the normal three-drink minimum, like which is, or three-drink like maximum, which is then you have to ask the manager. But, like, if someone kind of slurred, be like, and you're done, and here's the manager. I go, hey, table <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, drunk. I cut him off. <laughs> that is perfect. Pay me my money. <laughs> oh man, that whoever that that's one of those perfect like corporate like upper management that never do the job. That's a policy. It's like I'm gonna exploit this so fucking much. Well, the best part is oh, half the time I did it, they weren't ordering another drink anyways. But if you got them to three drinks. To get that fourth drink, you have to get a manager's per, like permission nice. to get the fourth drink because they know it by seat number, like how it is. Like oh, dope. And like, dude, the bartenders are the worst. They're like, I've seen table forty-two, seat two, get three. So you're gonna have to ask us about the next one. I'm like, tight. Don't worry. I'm gonna cut them off. Right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna right? cut them off. I'm gonna no. cut them off and get that twenty. Yeah. And speaking. Like, hundred dollar tab. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of shady stuff on shift. Uh, that brings us to our next question. <laughs> tell me about a, Tell me about some shitty shit you've done while working. Some of the things that I've done. Listen, 100%. T- tell me something shady you've done on the clock. Can you be more specific? Uh, you know, I mean, it can vary. You know, I mean, I've uh, there was a time in my life where I was just known to drink Rumblemans on the clock nonstop. Illegal. Well, I mean, the last time I was on that entire story was... Bobby just told. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I'm trying to think. I mean, once again, there's there's stuff that is just standard. Either it's drinking on the job, or sure. there's been a few times where I've done drugs. Anything stand out? Uh, I did take like I did, took a little little whisper of mushrooms one time when Hell I was yeah. bartending, and that that okay. was like a kind of a uh-huh. unique experience. But I mean, I feel like most people just do like coke or something like that. But well, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh... <laughs> if I ever allegedly did mushrooms, yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I, I generally probably wouldn't leave the couch. Yeah, um, uh, so a little microdose w- before a shift. Yeah, but like, Dope. what what is uh what is uh what is trying to like be social on mushrooms like? Uh, for me, it was definitely not fun. Like I, I, I had to play, uh, I, I was working at salty senoritas at the time and I was, I'm like, dude, right. I need to, I need to just go in the fucking corner. Like just, just like, can somebody please watch the bar oh, for so me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, you I, should be like I, a half gram of mushrooms on a shift. Yeah. So I'm having a good old time. Yeah. Uh, it was enough, it was enough to basically make me realize that 
I, I don't need to be doing stuff like that while I'm working. Um, I mean, I've done some other... I'm trying to think of some other crazy, crazy shit that I've done. You ever just smash a regular, like, during shift? Not a, not a regular, but I did... Well, I mean, I took... I, I met a girl at a bar or, that I was working at, and then afterwards, yeah, we did go to... <laughs> I'm not going to name the bar, but Dos Gringos. And I smashed her in that restroom. So that was it. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. I will straight up. So like, I, like, we were, I was exchanging like like smash stories, like restroom smash stories with one of my friends. And I'm like, I can do Like Dos Gringos is probably the worst place I've ever had sex. <laughs> so. Dude, it's funny you say that because uh, there's a little bar I used to work at. Called Guanamax, and we. <laughs> yeah, I, I know Guanamax is <coughs> dope. What are you talking about? So, um, we, you know, uh, about I think our seventh year, Dos Gringos became our neighbor. Yeah. And, um, you know, back when bartender hookup culture was a lot more common yeah. in the early aughts, um, like, there'd be bartenders just. We had the shit out back that basically bartenders fucked in. Yeah. And straight up, I remember one night. Jim, um, yeah, not Jim. I love you, Jim. It was Jim. Uh, he comes over and he's like, "Hey, uh, what's it take to fuck your shit?" <laughs> I said, "Well, if I'm come over, I need a rumplements." And he's like, "Gotcha." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "So do you want the rumplements now?" I was like, "Just let me know when you're done." Yeah. <laughs> and so I see him walking by, like sweat, and I was like, oh, "I'm gonna go get you a rumplements." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the Dos Gringo savages would straight up like bribe our staff to like be left alone in our function (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and dude it just also like i never personally had sex in that shed but like i would get stuff out of there for events and like generally like the sex stuff didn't bother me i'm like dude our bang quit room was a nightmare (laughs) holy shit um yeah if you if you're having uh, a banquet in a banquet room at a restaurant just know that there is a 100% chance that either someone has been fucked on that table 100%. or below has been done off yeah. of it. Yeah. There is no in-between. Yep, 100%. That's the industry standard. I mean, yeah. yes. So that stuff never bothered me at the shed, but I remember being in there one time, getting a few things out, I'm like, the fuck do you fucking hear? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's so hot. I remember. There's no room. <laughs> yeah. That's why you got to do it in the, the, the walk-in cooler after yeah, everybody's yeah. like, after yep. chef, everybody's gone. That's the that's probably the best place to, to have sex. I remember the first time somebody like uh, I was working at a bar and it's like yeah I banged her in the the walk-in cooler. I'm like that's genius. It's like like why am I going outside? See, I'm the other way around. Like as soon as I cold air is gonna hit my balls, I'm gonna be done. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. Cooler. I like the walk-in. So. I don't know, I right, yeah. yeah. be sweating. I guess I'm a desert savage. Not <laughs> not, not not something that one uh, kind of an interesting situation that happened to me, but something that bad. We talked about sex industry or sex workers and everything. Uh, um, I had a manager. He was also a bartender. This is when I was working at the casino. I was bar backing. It was a really slow, like Tuesday or something like that. And he turns to me, he's like, "Hey, man, can you watch the bar for a couple hours?" I'm like, "Yeah." A what? couple hours? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? Like, what? He's like, he's like, well, he's like, you see that lady over there? She's gonna pay me six hundred dollars to go up to her hotel room and fuck her. I'm like, great. That's I'll a- take one hundred. Yeah. So I asked him for my cut, and he's like, great. Yeah. Best part about that story is he went up there, he came back, and he only came back with three hundred. Well, yeah, but I still got my hundred dollar cut. Yeah, like, I, still got, I still got my cash. He's like, he's like, yeah, I didn't make as much as I thought I would, but uh, that was actually also my boss. And and uh, yeah. his name also was a Scott, but he was a Scott that I liked. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I remember working with bartenders. You'd be like, hey, Alex, cover me, and I'm like, for what? He's like, blow job in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, he's yeah. like, uh, how long? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Sure thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I'll cover you, Bo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get out there. I would absolutely cover one of my staff. Like, blow Dude, me in the parking lot. Only a hater would say no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're a hater, get a hater job. Also, that's fucking dope. So dope. You just met someone at a bar, you're bartending, and you've now convinced a customer to suck your dick? In their car. Done. Every time. Dude, take an hour. I don't give a fuck. Uh, well, well, no, 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 no. Hold on. At the end of the this. night, when I'm like, I'm like, actually, Casey, I'm going to have to take 30 minutes off. For blowjobs in the parking lot <laughs> yeah, yeah. for your hourly. And they would be down. Well, oh, and he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that blowjob cost me $4. Yeah. Uh, I was bartending in an era of $50 an hour, uh, sir. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking tips. I was thinking just, just <laughs> I was like, the hourly. I was like, bartenders, you, in my the, era, the made service, a yeah, yeah, I'm thinking just the, uh, the, yeah. the Arizona tipped employee hourly, which is uh, like six dollars an hour. They're that's like, so garbage. Cool, I lost the majority $40. of my career it was two thirteen. Yeah. yeah, but the, with tips, that makes sense. Oh, with but tips, I was tip. making eighty grand a year cash, yeah. and that's yeah. a lot of money. Uh, I was for someone uh, who's in their twenties. Yeah, for I was working. I remember when I started first started working bartending. 32 hours a week, and I'm making 65K a year. Oh, yeah. And all these other people are massively getting in debt, and it was just total bullshit, you know. But one thing I want to say, the same guy, Spider-Man costume, another thing that he did when he was <laughs> oh, in his yes. young... Yeah, when he was in his young 20s, he told me that he had, like, a shag van. Like, he had... He, like, when he bartended... Uh, it was, he, wagon. He was from, yeah, he, he was in Philly. He literally had, like, a shag wagon. I believe that they call like, that van life now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's where he was. He's like, yeah, I take all the girls. And he also had a bar... Well, so when his bar would close down, he would say, hey, everybody, why don't you come to Club Futon? And they're like, what's Club Futon? Genius. And and it really was just he, he factioned a part of his house that had a futon and just it was a, it was a mock-up bar. So from 4 o'clock till 6 o'clock in the morning, he said that he would usually just bring all the industry people over, just customers and stuff That's like genius. that. That's Sounds yeah. like home bar. Yeah, yeah. When so. I was a wee lad, I... Uh, I wasn't that forward-thinking. The same house where I had all that room, I could have just easily made a bar. But instead, um, while I was at work one day, um, shout out Shane, um, he uh, went to Home Depot and then like called me at work. And my roommates never call me at work, <coughs> especially before cell phones. Like, not a thing. Yeah. So I get a call at my company phone. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, it's your roommate." <clears throat> no, it's not, because the house would have to be burning down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like. What's going on? And he's like, so I may have installed a stripper pole in the living room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, all right. He's like, will you run a bar, invite some people. And I was like, okay, is it going to be ready by tonight? He's like, we have to go buy some mirrored tile and some rope light, but we're thinking so. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I walk in and yes. dude, it looks like <laughs> a V. My living room yeah. looks like the VIP lounge. <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. dude, it was, it was straight up on the wildest nights. Like, Women, I thought that were conservative, like just, just being near. They're like, yeah, you know what? Tonight's the night. I'm sorry, you get six cocktails in them, and these are bartenders that have been sober and just got off work. Like these aren't like drunk girls. These are like women I work with. Oh, really? Yeah. That like have not had a drink in them all night. They're like on their first beer, and they're like, I'm gonna take a spin on that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, it stayed in the living room for quite a while. Um, But as with anything. it just got real gay after a while with all the dudes. I yeah, exactly. listen, I, I guarantee. You know yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm here it. for it because listen, I believe it. Who doesn't love a hot dude? But I, I really feel like that uh, <laughs> having a stripper pole in the middle of your house is one of those fantasies that once you get it, you're just it. Yeah, so it's not as chill as you think. It's yeah, yeah, be. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it starts out super cool, like it's nothing but chicks, and then it's just like dudes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, 
So I'll tell <laughs> and you. And then your roommate's like, I, it, it's like Pilates but different, and it's just a really good exercise. Man. <laughs> yeah, that, that. I'll tell you that. Um, so my house was the house parties forever, and then my other buddy's house became the house parties, and that was because they had a pool table. I literally like listen. Um, almost no one knows where I live because that's how I like it. Because yeah. I spent my entire life hosting parties uh, yeah. at my house, so that was nice that it got transferred. But I was like, oh, I could have. Like, not done all of that work, maintained this, like, den of iniquity, nonsense, and just had a pool table. A pool table. That doesn't require, like, dudes spinning around on a pole while I'm trying to play Halo 2. It $800 (laughs) and then the cool place to be. Exactly. And, you know, when Halo 2 did come out, we had a big LAN party because we're a bunch of fucking nerds. Yeah. Um... With a stripper pole in their fucking living room, yeah. and then like people come over and be like, "Oh, we can't get on the stripper pole." It's like fucking Halo. Yeah, so, Halo, bro. But I could have had a pool table in the corner and still had the social aspect. But you know, yeah. lesson learned. Yeah. But uh, so we do got to wrap this up because I yes. got fucking piss. Okay. Ooh, uh, but ooh, we always kind of try to wrap this up with a uh, an industry shout out or like a local local okay. business shout out. Uh, if you don't have one, we'll, we'll Alex and I will go first and kind of give you a minute to think about it. Um, my shout out to uh, Trevor's uh, liquor over on uh, in Scottsdale. Ooh, those are the Park Plaza boys, right? Yep, Park Trevor, Plaza. Yep. Trevor Phillips, shout out. Those guys are, are killing it. They've got a phenomenal selection of beer, wine, mm-hmm. spirits. They got draft. Uh, they those guys are doing a great job, and they're not. You know, those guys. What I love about them, they're not too smug about it. They they know they they've got a great selection, but they will just if you want something that's got alcohol. They'll give it to you. So shout out to Trevor's Liquor. Give him a shot if you're looking for beer, wine. I just drove by the other day. Yeah. The place is enormous. Yeah. They've got have like 25. Their execution of floor space is probably one of the best I've seen. It's large, but it doesn't feel overwhelming. Um, there's tons of selection, but it doesn't feel like too much. It's, you know, the Cheesecake Factory menu sometimes that um, bottle shops try to do. It's oh, just yeah. too much. Yeah. It's, it's the right balance. Like, not everything's there, but... Things you're looking for and things that will surprise you. And almost everything beer wise is cold stored, which is phenomenal. As opposed to like a total wine bedmo, where it does it does consistently shock me how many people want to sell large volumes of beer but not keep it cold. And like, listen, I get that cold storage takes up real estate and a handful of space, but cold beer sells more than warm beer. So and it stays better longer. And it just there's there's a billion things. And so Trevor does Trevor does a great job. I just wanted to co-sign. Your local shout out and their uh, their draft selection's always dope. They yep. bring some food trucks in, so like you go in, you're like, I'm just looking for a place to drink, and they have a food trucks, so you get some great beers, and then when you leave, you're already at a liquor store. Shit, you want to take home anyway? Yeah, why not? Like, they're killing it. So shout out Trevor's, they're doing a great job. Um, Alex, you got one? Yeah. Um. So uh, a shout out. From one of my longtime favorites, uh, just recently brought back to my attention. Um, you know, my company, uh, Grand Canyon's kind of planning like a, a collab with Few Spirits, and we're working through that. They're kind of a big, um, bigger operation than we are, um, and so we're gonna do our launch party at Fraser Smokehouse. And what the and, and that reminded me this week when we picked that. Like, shout out George, man. Um, his original steakhouse, which was on Scottsdale Road. Uh, right over where they're going to tear everything down and build everything back up. Somewhere between Rebel Lounge and Papago used to be Fraser Steakhouse. Stood up there big and white and tall. And they used to they used to do like the big bowl parties with extended premise. Um, George has um, long been my favorite 
made in a restaurant steak. Like they do a black and blue that just knocked Ooh, my nice. fucking socks off. Yeah. You know, a decade ago. Um, <clears throat> shout out to my boy Ron Youngberg, one of my strongest mentors in the game, and just an all-around gangster. He introduced me to George, and um, you know, I helped work some stuff for their extended parties. And um, so, you know, while George's uh, steakhouse is closed down, um, he's reopened the steakhouse. Um, I. I'm going to lose where it's at because I usually Uber there because uh, I have such a great time. But then he also has a smokehouse, so that's more of a fast casual rather than like a nice sit-down. So you can kind of get both worlds of what George can do. So there is a nice sit-down restaurant called Fraser Steakhouse, and then there's also Fraser Smokehouse, which is more of a fast casual kind of barbecue-focused joint. Both of them are incredible. He's a local staple. They are outstanding. Yeah, yeah I, I, I couldn't say enough great things about uh, Fraser's and what they do. And um, I was just very reminded of it this week, so wanted to shout them out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Joey, you got one? Ooh. Um, can I just give a shout-out to uh, probably one of the more recent bars that I went to? Sure. Um, Golden Pineapple, man. Oh, yeah. I just love the fact that I know that you guys have probably been there a few times. and everything, I've been there once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just the fact that they seem to be you know, doing a lot of guest bartending spots. They seem to be very... Um, Good with the community, uh, 100%. yeah, and and that's and it, awesome, solid food, solid cocktail program, and uh, solid beer. I mean, yeah. every, everything about it, it seems pretty well executed. Uh, it's kind of one of the things that I, I like about going there. And also, I just want to give one more shout out. Shout Absolutely. out to Pigtails. Like I actually had fuck yes. I had some of those guys. Uh, I had the Desert Ridge um, yeah. uh, GM come in, and uh, he's uh, used to work with one of my bartenders, uh, one of our newest hires, this guy Cave. Um, talk shop with them i've been there a couple of times but really well executed craft cocktail bar Um, definitely one of the better ones i mean there's some i'm not going to name any names but pigtails does a great job no no i'm not no i'm just saying other other bars that that get way too much they get way too much credit in the industry and it's it's to me it's like there's other places that i think that are doing it just as well if not better yeah yeah i'm with you um and to to, to just pivot off what you said um I think what I would say in that space is that there, pre-quarantine, there were a lot of people that I would say, not a lot, a handful of people in our industry that were kind of drinking their own Kool-Aid. Yep. That were kind of like sniffing their own ass. Yeah. And, um, you know, you know, they're doing collabs and like insane barrel picks and, you know, they're, they're, they're the next genius in Phoenix. And the moment they believe that and stop trying... Mm-hmm. It There's just, a hot shit for the hot second. Well, um, I will probably shout out Derek Osborne on every episode we do. Yeah. Um, he gave me some of the greatest advice of my life. Yeah. Medals are cool the day you win them. Yep. That's say, it. Say that again? Medals are cool the day you win them. 100%. And you can apply that to a lot of things in your life. That, yeah. That, that mantra, what that means. And it's truly one of the most humbling things I've ever heard in my life. And yeah. I've seen Derek Osborne, like, win a medal being announced while brewing beer and just kind of glance over the TV. Like, the cool. dude just gets it. Yeah, and that and you just got to keep Stone going. Stone cold, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you got still got to be cool afterwards. No so, doubt. Um, no, I appreciate that. My biggest thing is, is that I'm looking at, you know, what, what bars are going to be creative and cool, you know, two or three years down the road rather than, I guess, resting on their laurels. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I was really cool know four or five years ago hopefully the rabbit will still be cool five years from now well you got to pivot and you got to yeah. innovate right like uh in a, in a social media world you know post 2009 really yeah. uh you got to pivot you got to be in in line with what's popular you don't have to change your entire concept to meet a trend yeah right you can embrace it a little a lot if it works for you keep it going 
Yeah. I think a lot of people get caught up in like, I have to make all the money right now. But yeah. yeah. Um, Bobby's wiggling in his chair. Yeah, I got pissed off. Um, yeah, go crazy. piss. Yeah. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't get to half the shit we need to talk about, but I wanted yeah. to get you back in here with an episode with one of our upcoming guests, Jared. Uh, so we'll have to do a dual episode with what? that. And have it. And, <laughs> Why didn't you tell me that at the beginning? I was, well, because we were just getting such great content. Let me just say one other thing. I was good. I thought it was really too self-serving. I wanted to say twelve West and Jared just because he's there. But the, I, th- I thought that was too. You know. Listen, yeah, I'm here. You for know, it. Jared's my boy. Like I love him. Dude, to death. I love him for sure. Yeah, I saw him literally me, just before I got here. Yeah, yeah, me and him have become pretty fast homies, and yeah. uh, he's actually joining me in Bisbee um, this next weekend for the uh, Bartenders Guild. Oh hell uh, yeah! Retreat. Yeah, he's gonna. He's Do they gonna, need? They need guys like you, honestly. Yeah. So. Well, well, that's great to hear. Um, and with that, we're gonna get out of here because yeah, yeah. I don't know how to end better than that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just one, can I say one more thing? I just sure. want to like, yeah, if yours. anybody's interested, come to check out TWR TWR bar. Also, uh, we got something new coming up. It's gonna be the parlor room. Ooh. It's gonna be right next and attached to the White Rabbit. It's yeah. gonna be a little bit more. Club booty popping atmosphere. So, uh, ah, booty look, poppin'. yeah, look look forward to that. Probably, we're hoping mid September uh, it should be open. If latest October, so sign up for that email list, get the password, and uh, have a good time. Yeah, yeah, get over there and see them at the White Rabbit. They're fantastic. And with that, shit talkers, we're gonna get out of here. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks for listening. Thank you for having me, guys. Cheers.